a beautiful girl walks into a restaurant and asks Temba, are you single? He happily replies, almost jumping up, and he says, yes. She then took away the extra chair in front of him. A very good evening to you. My name is Rams Mabote, and this is Metro FM Talk. This is what we do every Monday and Tuesday. Thank you very much for tuning in and choosing to listen. Tonight on the show, we have our Talk 5 News Bulletin. In the big business interview, we speak to Lerato Mataboche, Acting Chief Executive Officer of Trade Invest Africa, to discuss how companies can access the 57 billion US dollars from the World Bank. On the consumer feature, we speak to Lucius Buribe, Head of Case Management Unit at Moto Industry Ombuds. He returns to give us feedback on some of the calls that we got uh, two weeks ago, uh, where you had Moto issues and he's going to deal with those but of course we're going to open the lines for you if you have any car issue that is consumer related Lucius Budibe will be here and he will take your calls on 089-110-3377 and then we wrap up the show with fame and fortune and tonight that opportunity goes to Nzika Nganga you know who Nzika Nganga is with eh? the soil Yes, on Twitter we are at Rams by the Horns and uh, on uh, Facebook it's Metro FM Talk with Rams. Our email address is talk at metrofm.co.za. Please use that email address to contact us, to introduce us to your business if you want to be a guest on the Quickie. If you want to introduce us to somebody we could interview on the Meet the Boss feature. If you have a consumer issue that you want us to know about, Please contact us, talk at metrofm.co.za. The same email address that you should use if you want to suggest any other thing or even to tell us that we could do better if we're not doing as well as you desire us to do. Woodstock businessman Sadek Zon Ahmed, who was kidnapped two months ago, has been found and reunited with his family. The 71-year-old owner of Zon's business opportunity machines was kidnapped in Woodstock on Tuesday, 25 July at 5.30pm by three men who threatened him with a firearm. Pretoria's Ariang bus service is taking over the bus operations from Autopex in Mamelodi with effect from today. Autopex, uh, a state-owned transport entity, had been requested by the Gauteng Provincial Department of Roads and Transport to step in and provide services to Mamelodi commuters when Patco voluntarily surrendered its contract to the GDRT, that is the Gauteng uh, uh, Department of Roads and Transport, during 2015. The Reserve Bank, uh, uh, the South African Reserve Bank, has told top lenders that they cannot fire auditor KPMG because it might undermine financial stability. Two sources with knowledge of the matter have said. KPMG sacked its South African leadership two weeks ago after it found work uh, the accounting firm had done for companies owned by the Gupta family had fallen, quote, considerably short of its standard. How about a quote like, the work was horribly wrong and should not have been done? What is considerably short? <laughs> anyway, uh, the South African Federation of Trade Unions, SAFTU, is outraged 
the latest figures in statistics essays quarterly employment uh, survey which reveal a loss of 34,000 jobs in the second quarter of 2017, the union said over the weekend. And lastly, the executive director of the World Bank Group representing Angola, Nigeria and South Africa, Ms. Bongi Kunene, invited the South African companies to stake a claim to the 45 US billion dollars that the group has set aside for projects in Africa. There was a seminar held uh, called Doing Business with the World Bank. It was co-hosted by the Department of Trade and Industry through its Trade Invest Africa division in Sentin. The purpose of the seminar was to provide a platform for the group to share information on how it works with the private sector in partnership with governments as well as private sector financing vehicles. To know more about this seminar and this, what looks like a good uh, Lages of money that could change a few things. Joining us on the line is the acting chief executive officer of Trade Invest Africa, Lerato Mataboke. Good evening, mate, and thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Rams, and your listeners. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you. I, I, I have this thing of, I've got a phobia as, as well as an excitement about figures. When I see 45 billion US, I tend to think it could solve a lot of problems. But let's start first with the seminar before we go to the to the to the money. Tell us more about the doing business with World Bank seminar. Uh, uh, seminar is it something that happens often? This um, was actually the first seminar that we've held with the World Bank um, as Trade Invest Africa, um, mm-hmm. a newly established division of the DTI. Mm-hmm. Part of it was really to be in conversation with the bank about how our businesses can do business with the bank. One. And two, um, we are aware that a number of opportunities and projects are being rolled out on the African continent. Mm -hmm. And we've got expertise as a country, be it engineering services, be it supply of particular goods and services and machinery um, as a country. And we've been asking ourselves, how come our companies are not um, necessarily participating effectively in those projects? Um, So we wanted to be in conversation with the World Bank to say, how can our companies bid for these projects? Uh, what do we need to know about the procurement processes of the bank? Secondly, and most importantly as well, South Africa is a shareholder in the World Bank Group, specifically the IFC and the World Bank itself. We make annual contributions. So as a member and as a shareholder, um, we need to be okay with processes in the bank and we need to make sure that we also benefit from that um, shareholding and that membership. Mm. Who is Trade Invest Africa? Trade Invest Africa is an an initiative of the DTI. Uh, We were launched in July 2016. And the reason for our creation really was to bring business closer to government and to answer the question of how does government best support our businesses and vice versa in engaging with the rest of the continent, specifically around investments. Um, Our primary focus is to facilitate investment into the rest of the continent while also supporting exports from South Africa into the rest of the continent. Um, We know that a lot of countries on the continent have industrialization strategies, for example. They've got infrastructure plans. So the new way of engaging has to do with investment. It's more sustainable that way. Um, And and that's the only way that we can create uh, long-lasting partnerships. So we're created to do that. So what we do uh, for business is we facilitate access to finance for, for business, at least make, try to make the process seamless. 
We also facilitate access to markets and opportunities, be it trade missions or engagements like this with the bank to say where are the opportunities. And what we also call uh, non-financial support, market intelligence, uh, information sharing. So this session that we had on Friday really sits on two of the pillars, um, mm. the access to opportunities and the access to information. So we were in conversation to say there's 45 million Sorry, 45 billion U.S. dollars that has been allocated. It was announced in July of this year by the mm. World Bank Group. And this is actually a, a fund that goes to what is called the International Development Association. So the World Bank is actually made up of two elements. It's the International Bank of Reconstruction and Development. So that's the normal bank that we know about. And then there's the IDA. Um, so IDA funds projects in low-income countries. Mm-hmm infrastructure project, economic infrastructure, or social infrastructure. So that can entail construction of hospitals, construction of um, schools, yeah. uh, roads, energy projects, and the like. So that $45 billion, it actually uh, is it, a hybrid. It's going to be dispersed over the next three years uh, to the sovereigns in low-income countries, 39 countries on the continent that are considered low-income. So they, they will be given that money. But we know that to roll up these projects, Governments have to contract some boats mm. to do it. So the conversation was about the contracting elements. Where is the South African participation? Be it supply of goods into those projects. If it's a school, for example, there'll be a need for, for books. We've got people that can supply that. Yeah. If it's constructing the, the school, similarly. So it was that conversation to say 45 billion to 39 low-income countries. We've got South African engineering services, EPC contractors, you name it. Uh, the whole government. So how do we then also participate and really contribute to the development of our continent while this money is being dispersed on the continent? Is this, how different is this kind of a loan if it came from the World Bank as opposed if if it came from other institutions? Is it a softer loan than what you would get from normal banks? The IDA, what they do, um, that's why the World Bank is made up of the two. The International Bank of Reconstruction and Development will give you a normal loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the IDA, they specifically look at low-income countries. So South Africa, for example, we wouldn't qualify for money from the IDA. Mm. So the money from the IDA is normally in the form of grants or concessional loans or you know capacity building programs. So this $45 billion is being dispersed by IDA to low-income countries. So where South Africa fits in, we're looking at the opportunities where the contracting will happen. So whether that money is being disbursed by the World Bank or by the BRICS Bank or by the African Development Bank, for us, that's immaterial. What's what's material is the actual contract opportunities within that, where we want South African participation. If I was a business and doing business in the continent, or indeed business right here, only at home, could I have access to this fund? And do I need to work with TIA or could I access it directly? There is opportunity to access it directly. Um, you know, it, it's always easier, the facilitatory element of it. Uh, you know, the, the same way we brought the executives from Washington to come through and have a conversation with us. That's where we create the enabling part as government. But companies can access opportunities directly at the bank. Um, there is actually a portal that that, that is at the bank where all the procurement and, and upcoming tenders, if you will, um, that are financed by the bank are coming up. Um, so so that can be done. Um, but for some companies, they always want the facilitatory element, the enabling element from government um, to assist um, in, in gathering that information for them. Because that portal, for example, is, is subscription-based, mm-hmm. so there is a cost to it at the bank. 
Um, so part of working with, with Tia then is that we would facilitate that information to get to our private sector. Um, that's part of an, our enabling contribution, if you will. We're in conversation with uh, Lerato Matavoche. She's acting chief executive officer of uh, Trade Invest Africa. And we're focusing specifically on uh, the World Bank inviting uh, South African companies to stake a claim to 45 billion US dollars uh, worth of projects uh, that the bank is willing to fund. And I know most of us are not aware of these things. And Tia is going to be, shall we call it, middleman in this game and helping those who don't have access to this to get access to it quickly, but also to have access to the information around these projects. But Lerato, here's my contention about uh, a project or funds like these. On the one hand, we 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 have what you would call a very strong labor movement in this country that is not very very f- happy with us working with the world bank on on the other hand we've got a government that does work very well with the with the world bank and other international monetary organizations where do we manage the relations and make sure that south africans are not shortchanged by international institutions like the world bank who we know are not necessarily the brightest shining stars, uh, have done some of the things that are not very likable in other parts of the continent and, in fact, the developing world. I think it's important now to clarify, Rams, that um, our conversation with the World Bank is not about South Africa getting a loan from the bank. So, so there's a difference. It's not about us uh, wanting to be financed directly necessarily by the bank, at least the conversation that TIA has a mandate to have. Mm. Um, it's about where the World Bank is financing governments on the rest of the continent. And there have to be con- contracts that are issued to implement whatever project is being financed. We would like to see South African participation. So we're not in conversation with them around them lending us money necessarily. Um, that's not the mandate that we have anyhow. We're in conversation with them about you are lending money everywhere in the world. Mm. Um, but your bidding processes, your procurement processes, we'd like to see our companies be able to bid and win. So what is your procurement framework? Uh, what are the requirements? How can our companies effectively also participate? Considering that we are a shareholder, um, we do make contributions to, to the bank. Um, so, so that is a conversation that we're having, and it's an important one to have. And I, I wouldn't see um, challenges from, from, from the labor movement in that regard, because it's about job creation. Um, in South Africa and in the rest of the continent. That's the conversation that we're having. So, so basically, say, p- pardon me, uh, Lovato, what, what you're saying is that you're saying to these guys, you can't just do business with us or or give us money to do business but not do it with us. We can't, we can't, we can't just be recipients and not be participants. Absolutely. Aha, uh-huh, now I get you. Absolutely. Now I get you. Yes. yes. No, then, then this is critical. How, let, let, I, I, I need to be concluding this conversation, but I'm excited because I've never spoken to Tia, so I, I'm glad that I get to know about you and well, what you guys to do. Talk to you too. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about something adjacent to this. Uh, who should be knowing about Tia, and what would you do as Tia? And, and let's, let's for now even forget about the World Bank. As Tia, why do mm-hmm. I need you? STIA, any business that um, wants to engage with the rest of the continent, mm. specifically around exporting, 
specifically around investing in the rest of the continent, should speak to Tia. Um, we've got relationships with um, many, many countries, if not all countries, on the continent. Um, so we can enable quite a number of conversations and a number of strategic partnerships <clears throat> that, are, that our businesses would need and require. Um, so whoever has an interest in the rest of the continent, we, we talk to our private sector, starting with basic market analysis, country profile. Mm. You know, this is, these are the opportunities in this country, in this market. Uh, this is where they stand in terms of, you know, balance of payments, liquidity, so this is what it means for your potential investment, X, Y, Z. So we, we go to the granular level, and we work very closely with our DFIs um, mm. that are also supportive in our drive. So a number of companies, for example, would say um, there's an opportunity in country X, and we'd like you to assist us to package the project and potentially get to the point of financing. So that's important. Uh, the support that we give, even within the DTF, for example, we've got an incentive that deals with project preparation. So we would, you know, uh, expose companies to that. Similarly, our DFIs have the same. DBSA would have a project preparation fund. So we'd look at the project with, with the company to see if it's viable, see how we can package the project, and get it to the bankability stage where then financing comes in. That's one part of it in terms of access to finance. And there's also now access to market, where mm. we go with our companies on missions to the rest of the continent to open the doors mm. and uh, get them to speak to relevant strategic partners, government and private sector. They can enable them to do trade or to invest um, okay. in, 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 in that market. Lerato, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, get rid of you anytime soon. Give me, give me two minutes. I'm <laughs> going to take a break and continue this conversation. Okay, <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> So we were going to have rams and sense, but uh, poor Tato gave me a good guest and a good uh, topic. So I can't move away from this conversation with Lerato Matavoche uh, from uh, Trade Invest Africa. So folks, I am too excited about this chat and I'm going to continue for a while with Lerato because I, 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 want to, I want us to understand what these, these guys do. And it seems like we all need to know. Lerato, thank you very much for holding for me. Let's talk about another thing that is always of, uh, of interest. To me, so multinationals, uh, South African now multinationals, your standard banks, your shop mm. rights, those who go out and do business in the continent, do they work with you? Do, how, how do you relate with those guys as they go into the continent and do work there? We fully support our multinationals. Um, a number of them will indeed um, go into the continent without government support, mm-hmm. um, which, which is okay. We encourage that as well. Um, because then we can fill the niche or the gap of of assisting those that are struggling to access the market. However, I must say that um, doing business on the continent, in as much as it's high reward, uh, it's high risk as well. So you find that these multinationals um, sometimes will hit some challenges in the markets they're operating in. So that's where we come in then to facilitate and assist, um, because most of the challenges they'll have will be regulatory. So they involve governments. Um, you know, the, the market the operating, the dynamics may change or the regulations may change. And then they come to us then to say, look, there's this new regulation that is hampering our business. How can we work with you? And we work with the, with the MNCs um, on that basis most of the time. Um, and then the bulk of the, of the companies that we've supported thus far would be sort of in the middle range, uh, who, one, most of them do not have experience mm-hmm. in, in engaging on the continent. And that's great for us because we want to fill the gap uh, where 
companies are struggling, basically. Um, because if it's easy to do, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't need to exist. <laughs> but but, so we but then those that, that that have challenges in in market penetration, um, and then we also offer the aftercare because once you're in the market and dynamics change, we also come in to assist with the market access. What happens um, though with making sure that our businesses that go into the continent? observe the rules of the game in those countries, the issues of governance and stuff like that. Do you get involved there? Because, again, I don't want to wake up one day and and get to know that these guys are doing wrong things in in some countries in the continent. Absolutely, absolutely. Our our first, our starting point is is to know that any corporate that operates outside of South African borders is carrying the South African flag. Um, So there's a particular way of conduct um, that we expect of our companies. To that end, as the DTI, um, we've got voluntary codes um, of good business practice in doing business in Africa. Uh, we launched the codes last year as well, same time when we were launching Trade Invest Africa. The code is a set of 12 principles um, that really encourage companies to be good corporate citizens. So our condition, if you're going to get service and support from Trade Invest Africa, whether we go with you on a mission and we open particular doors for you, we want our companies to sign on to the code first. Um, and it's a very important code. And we mm. believe that our companies would not find issue with it. I mean, the principles go as so far as you respect labor laws in the countries you, you operate in. You, you know, you pay your taxes as you're supposed to. Um, you avoid corruption. Yeah. And, you know, so the 12 principles really for us, they should not be problematic for any company that is serious and that is ethical. Um, so to date, we've had... 55 companies, hmm. large, mainly, sign on. They span from your PPC to your Vodacom. The latest signatory was Adcock Ingram, um, who are really keen as well to, to, to be seen as good corporate citizens on the continent, which they are. Um, so so that, that, that's important for us. So if you're going to come to Trade Invest Africa and you'd like support, the first thing you're going to do, you're going to sign on to the code. Okay. I, I, I'll tell you what is going to happen. I, I've got 300 more questions for you. So every every second Tuesday we've got a feature here that we call Meet the Boss. So I think we should have you here, you know, spend an hour with you, talk about you as a person, but also Tia and all these kind of opportunities that lie out there for uh, uh, our our business people in this country. I I, I know you can't say no to that. Besides, you we can't say no on air, even Anytime if you wanted to say no. DTI people, we happy to, because this is an opportunity to, for Great people stuff. to really know what the DTI does. Great stuff. Tato is going to lock in a date with you when I finish this chat with you. But lastly, and just quickly on this one. So let's create the guy. Let's call this guy Temba. He he makes nails. Uh, he lives in Daviton. And he believes that he can sell his nails in, say, Zimbabwe or Swaziland or Mozambique. He's, a, he's an SMME. Would would he also be able to work with Tia? Now now that I know that you guys work with big boys like the Vodacoms and stuff Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. We don't discriminate on size. Yeah. How, what we discriminate on is, is on whether or not you are ready, what we call export ready. Mm. So what we have as well to fill that gap within the DTI, there's an export development program, which is very critical. So for our companies that have no experience in operating outside our borders, we want them to go through the export and development program. And at the end of it, you get what we call an exporter passport. So that says to us, you've been trained in what it takes to operate externally. To, you know, for example, if you're going to export, you need to understand how you establish relationships with, say, logistics companies, try it forward, yeah. and what contracts are required. Uh, what are the standards that your nails need to meet 
for a particular market, uh, the labeling requirements, it, 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 exporting is not easy. So no. what, what we do as the DTR is so that we don't leave anybody behind, we don't have a missing middle. We've got this export development program that gets our companies export ready. Then Trade Invest Africa will then give you the market opportunity outside on the continent specifically. Nee. Um, so we're happy to work with Temba in Davidson, but we want to make sure that Temba has gone through our export development program or he understands exporting. And then we give him the access to the market um, in the rest of Africa. No, now we have to talk. So uh, <laughs> Tato is going to make sure that we lock a date with you in the next, you know, within the next month or so. We do this, but Lerato, so wonderful chatting to you and thank you for letting us in on both the TIA and this fund with the World Bank because we truly find it very exciting. Wonderful chatting to you and have a great Thank evening. Thank you. Don't go play Thank you. Cheers. That's Lerato Matabuche. Uh, she's uh, acting chief executive officer of Trade Invest Africa. We're going to have her soon. As meet the boss, that's part one. Part two, I can tell you now, we're going to do a seminar with her for small businesses for you to understand how you can do business in the continent because they facilitate stuff like that. Watch this space when we come back. 089-110-3377. Any consumer-related issue with regard to your vehicle, Lucius Budibe is right here making this guest appearance. You know, he's always a phone man. But once in a while, he says, I got to see you guys. So he's coming in. It is six minutes after eight o'clock. On Monday, the 2nd of October, you are on talk with Rams. And uh, this is the consumer feature. Now, two weeks ago, we spoke to uh, Dr. Lucius Budibe, head of case management uh, unit at the Motor Industry Ombuds. And uh, there were three specific people who called about car issues. And he said he's going to look at those issues and come back. But as we normally do, once he is here, we then take advantage of every inch of the man. We exploit every inch of him to make sure that uh, when we don't see him for three weeks or so, we have we have milked him. You <laughs> know, So we're gonna deal with the issue at Tabanli Zandile and uh, caller who was anonymous, and then we're going to invite you. You can call us on any consumer issues that is vehicle related. Lucius Budibe is here now. Here's my disclaimer, as I always say: we're not promising to solve everything here and now but what we certainly promise you to do is that if there is a case to be looked into the ombuds will look into it and come back with some feedback second disclaimer the fact that we're dealing with it does not mean the solution is going to favor you from where i sit i always hope that it favors you but the law is such a fair thing so sometimes it's not you in the right but we will come back with an answer ultimately. Whether it's you who's in the right or not, the answer will be given to you right here on air. So get ready. 089 Good evening. Good evening, Rams. Good to see you. Yep. Good in, to see in you. In Johannesburg. Too. You know, you don't stay here anymore. You travel all over and stuff like that. Uh, where, where, where have you been and where's the next trip? Um, I was in the Eastern Cape in PE, yeah. uh, in Utenek and uh, North End. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, are, we were told that there were not there are not dealerships right in the North End, so so you we, had to check them out. Yes, we took a walk, uh, visited them one by one. Um, it's uh, it's, a, it's pity that we did not cover them all, you know, yeah. because of the time factor. But this week we are in Bloemfontein. Mm-hmm. People in Mangawung, brace yourself. Uh, I'll be walking the Church Street. I believe there are notorious dealerships around the Church Street. And um, the other thing is we do have what we call 
Consumer Protection Forum. Yeah. It's a forum that is consisted of all the consumer protection offices and the regulators in the country. So it has got three subcommittees. Compliance Committee, Strategy and uh, Policy and Strategy and Consumer Education Committee. Yeah. So we support this program because um, that is where we all meet and discuss consumer complaints for the benefit of consumers. Great stuff. So, yes. two weeks ago we spoke to you. We had three callers and they had issues and Taban was the first one. He had a car that overheated. Yes. He tried to repair the problem but it, uh, it, it persisted according to him Yes, and he had uh, hit a car de sac. Yes. What, um, has, what has happened? Um, I, 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 I think uh, I have sp- uh, prepared a spreadsheet here. Um, uh, if you are, will allow me to start. This is why you're here. Yes, yes, This yes, is yes, why yes. you're here. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but I think the consumers know their reference numbers, Yeah, which is uh, 343182. Um, when I spoke to you, I, I um, undertook to take the matter up with the head of uh, department. I did also call the consumer myself. I was told that on the 21st of September, the complaint was closed in favor of the consumer. I have read the the, the, the recommendation as well. I was happy. Uh-huh. I've seen correspondence between the dealer and the consumer in our office, which I think is going well. The matter is closed f- uh, for the consumer. I, 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 I'm a man of detail. Yes. Well, and I'm glad that it's closed in his favor. Yes. But what do we mean by that? Look, uh, in simple terms, we, we ruled that the vehicle must, uh, I mean, the dealer must take the vehicle back. Um, you know, less cost of usage. I must explain the cost of usage a little bit because I think many consumers do not understand what you're talking about. Yeah. In terms of Section 20 of the Consumer Protection Act, um, when the dealer agrees or when we find in favor of the consumer that the dealer must take back the vehicle, uh, that particular section of the act allows the dealer to to, to to charge the consumer the cost of usage. It includes the mileage mm-hmm. that the consumer has covered. It also allows the dealer to check for the damages and, and, and yeah. also charge the uh, consumer if uh, there are damages cost to restore the vehicle yes. uh, back to... It's not original oil. Yeah, not to back to showroom condition, but to the rest, 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 restockable yeah. condition. Yes. That is what consumers do not understand, and some of the consumers do not really want to accept that. It's not the ombudsman. It is we are guided by the act. And and I don't want to waste too much time on that, yes. but, but but what would be the... Mm. How do you determine that, especially in terms of mileage? Is it used like rental kind of... No, 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 no. Actually, not actually. Or, we, or we, 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 we have a formula that we, we, we use. Um, we take into consideration the number of weeks that the consumer has owned the, the vehicle as mm-hmm. well as the mileage and then calculate it until we get uh, as to how, how many cents or how many rents per kilometer can the consumer pay towards yeah. the, the, the cost of usage. One day, yes, and I hope this does not happen to me, Yes, but if I were in that situation and mm. I would agree with all the terms, it's what I would want to sue mm. back for is <laughs> I want them the, the the dealership to also pay me for the inconvenience that I suffered. And it must be calculated somehow <laughs> that I was inconvenienced <laughs> by this car that did not perform as promised to you, me. You, you, you can, you can. But remember, we, we are guided by the Consumer Protection Act. Yes. And then if you as a consumer wants to sue the dealer, then that means then you'll have to do it outside the ombuds scheme. Yes. Uh, no, but, but my point is, mm. and I need to take a break. But my point yes. is, once mm. 
once we've settled this matter and we've agreed and the dealer said I'm going to take the car yes. and and I have agreed that I'm going mm-hmm. to pay for mm-hmm. the cost of the use. cost of usage yes. and stuff like that. Mm. Do I have a right to sue them? Pose that or once the agreement says once we've agreed, I have no. No, 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 no. It it, it does not limit you. It, you okay. Know, you have uh, you do have the constitutional right. Okay. To take it anywhere. Because I tend to think that I remember Tabang is a business person, so he could mm. argue that he lost business at the time this car was doing this to him. Yes, but that's a civil claim which uh, okay. which we do not have jurisdiction over. Let's take a break. That <laughs> it gets hot here. Yep. <laughs> do remember that. Uh, at about 22, 9 o'clock, we have fame and fortune. And tonight, the founding member of the soil, Nsika Nganga, is going to be joining us. But for now, we are on a consumer feature and we want to hear from you. 89 Any consumer issues with regard to motor vehicle? Call us. We've got uh, Lucius Budibe. Case, head of case management unit at the motor industry ombudsman. Then there was the case of Zandi Lentatibudive. She yeah. bought the car cash, drove less than a kilometer, you know, and then she called the selling dealer, to, they asked her to take it to a mechanic. There was a clutch issue, took the car to the mechanic, and within two weeks the problem persisted, took it to BMW, was told the car was a safety hazard, and she had risked a point of where she could kill somebody. She didn't want this car anymore. <laughs> Phew, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this case is, is still going on. Uh, what, what, what I've realized is um, the form that we received was not our complaint form. It was the National Consumer Commission form. Um, and then we then supplied the consumer with our motor industry ombudsman application for assistance form yeah and uh, i followed up with my colleagues in the complaints department and i followed it up again this this morning uh, it is still open it's still under investigation okay so zandile yes. don't give up the matter is still on the table yes. it's been looked into and he's spoken about it on air so there's no escaping you're gonna <laughs> find the, the, the solution yeah i i can promise you that much yes. The other issue was with the anonymous caller. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the issue was around. Vusi Zamisa. Yeah. Yes. Um, Vusi Zamisa's deal was of private nature. And um, we we did contact him. I did speak to him. I Im- even confirmed via email uh, with him that uh, the Consumer Protection Act does not apply to private deals. Um, and so as in, if you and I... S- uh, yes. If I sell you a car, if you so s- if you sell me a car, uh, the act will not apply to it. It's a wow. private deal, you know. Uh, it you know when you you when you sell a vehicle, you know, in order for consumer protection act to apply, you must be in the business of selling cars. Mm. You must be in the business of selling motor vehicles. Uh, you cannot. I can't sell you a vehicle. And then you then apply consumer protection to it because now I'm not in the business of selling cars. So the X says that transaction must be carried out in the ordinary course of the supplier's business. In other words, you must be a motor vehicle dealership. Or if you are repairing vehicle or if you are an engineering company, you are in the you know 
ordinary cost of the supplier's business, the supply uh, service. So, Temba down the road to Shandi Koloi fasted us, so I have no recourse through you guys when, <laughs> when Temba has just decided that uh, my, my diesel car should have petrol in the tank. Uh, Rams, that's one of the reasons that... Uh, that's one of the reasons why I descended to, to Eastern Cape because we were told that somewhere in the open space, uh, you know, there are vehicle, motor vehicles on, on sale. And, um, yeah, we, we saw quite a few of, of, of them, you know, and uh, consumers must just understand the reason why uh, the Department of Trade and Industry and the National Consumer Commission has accredited the Ombudsman's office is to educate consumers to be careful of uh, of this kind of, 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 of business people and to also advise them to deal with the reputable motor vehicle dealerships where it could be small dealership but as long it, as it is a registered motor dealer uh, motor dealership okay so mr anonymous now you know uh, we are sorry <laughs> that we could not uh, uh, solve it yeah. in your favor uh, but it was a private matter and that's how uh, the cookie crumbles or at least that's how the the dice rolls uh, and be aware dear listener that's how it works now think about it hard next time you want to go to somebody to help you with something uh, if they're not registered and you one day want to complain it may be just difficult for you so do take care I, you know I believe in small business and I think we should support small business but still insist that they are registered so that then you have some recourse with them so let's talk about any other issue that you have. 89 When I say any other issue, I mean in the motor vehicle space. So if the mattress you bought yesterday does not give you comfort at night, not for tonight, please. Hang 10. We shall solve it uh, some other time. For now, we want to know about your vehicles. You can also find us on Twitter. At Rams by the Horns is the Twitter handle. You can send your, your, your issues to us also on our Facebook page, Metro FM Talk with Rams. Please do not inbox. Right on the timeline. That's the only space where we check for issues. We do not go into inbox. There is no private relationship between you and us, guys. We are a public space and we work publicly. So there's no secrets. Talk to us. Let everybody know what you want to tell us and then we will deal with it. If you go private... We miss it. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Edgar is calling us from Hi. Pretoria. Good evening. How are you? Dark and lovely. How are you, Edgar? Yeah, I'm, all right. I'm all right. Mm. Yeah. Um. My. Uh, can I keep my my issue very short? Please. Um, that's what we prefer. <laughs> all right. So what happened was I bought a car in March uh, from one of the dealers, the Renault around here in Pretoria, and when I bought the car, the dealer that I was working with. Um, he assisted me in whatever else, but there were other issues, but that's not the problem. The problem was when I got the car, it had a wheel problem, right? And as a result of that, I raised it to the dealer that, was this car taken for all the safety checks and whatever else? And he said, everything was done, everything was sorted out. And the wheel, essentially, when it had to be fixed, they had to actually take out the entire, I don't know what the names are, but one of the wheel thing was actually bent very badly. So they had to take out the entire thing and replace the wheel itself. Mm. And then it turned out that there was a broken tail light. As a result, I did erase it again. Was this car taken for all these things? He said, yes, it was. But now the problem fast forward from March until now, in September, end of September, I realized when I took the car in that it has 
what is it, break problems and a clutch problem. The clutch problem was that they raised, I raised it around June, that, dude, did you take this car in for service and, and all these things? And he said, yes. But it turned out that clutch is actually shuttered and the brakes actually are no longer existent. Mm. And now we're having a dispute with the dealership because they're saying warranty doesn't cover all those things. And I said, but when I bought the car, I asked if everything was checked out. So I wanted to know what are my remedies in this regard because I don't think I should be paying for the clutch and the brakes where else I only use the car for like five months. Okay, Edgar, thank you very much for calling. We shall respond to you. Hang 10, listen on the radio. John is calling us from Katlehong. Good evening, John. What is the issue? Good day. How are you? I'm fine, John. Thank you. And we are going to remain fine for a while, so get to the issue. Okay. We are listening, John. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, yeah. I want to take advantage of this because I bought a car. The car was very new. And then what I did with the dealer, on my, they advised me that I should do a service via them, which is good. My first service, when I, I took the car to the service, I complained, I wrote a letter that after the service did, there was a problem of overheating, and uh, also the, the handle of the door was, was loose. And then they, they said they would fix it. They didn't fix And then I, I went to, to the second service, I think it was 30 kilometers. I reported the very same matter. They, they, they didn't do anything. Then, well, I was frustrated. I left them for something like a year. And then I went again to complain. They said they didn't do anything to me. And when they were supposed to do it, I reported this to the head office. They charged me again for, for whatever they fixed. So I just wanted to know, was there any sense? Because why I'm, I'm saying this, I've seen cars like Toyota or whatever, they, when they are new, if there is a problem, a mechanical problem or a safety problem, the cars have been returned. So I think yeah, yeah, I have been ripped off, even though it's something that has taken place a year or ago or whatever. But I wanted to ask. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. So John, can I just ask you one clarification before, yeah. before I let you go? You say you yeah. bought the car, it was very new. I'm not sure about the word very in the yeah. new. Was it the new or was it not new? new? It, 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 okay, okay, you meant brand new. Thank you, John. Listen on a uh, Kelvin in Florida, or is it Florida in Kelvin? Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank Very you. Well, how yes, are you? Oh, great. Um, okay, I have a problem here as well um, regarding the car. I bought the car cache to, from a dealership, and what happened is like they didn't give me like the papers, like ownership papers, a change of ownership, actually. Mm. So, anyway, um, the guys from the dealership, um, I've been going there, trying to check the papers, and then they've been taking me up and down, telling me that the papers are ready. When I get there, they say the person who has these papers uh, is not there, you know. So, actually, in this uh, case, I don't know what to do now. How long ago was this, Kelvin? Uh, I bought the car in, it was, uh, I think it was the end of August, yeah. 2017. Yes, this year, yes. Okay, okay. So it's about yeah. yeah? Okay, it's about two months without. Mm. No, about just over a month without the papers. It's okay. A month. Yeah. Yes. Great stuff. Thank you very much for calling and for listening. Let's deal with those that they would even starting with Edgar, uh, the Renault car in March, and it had all sorts of issues, and he felt that they had not they had misrepresented facts because they had done the checks according to them but it still has all these problems yeah rams um the consumer protection act uh, gives you a six months warranty um 
we 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 must however also advise consumers that um uh, it, it matters pertaining to wear and tear clutch uh, and brake pads um if you notice that at the initial stage do not wait until more than two months uh, because we may actually or the dealer may also think that you have contributed to 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 to, to, to the problem to the problem yeah. um, remember a clutch and and brake pads sometimes depends on the driving technique yes um if you are heavy on on clutch like myself or on the brakes like myself <laughs> you know you're likely to replace the clutch and brake pads more often um but in terms of section 55 uh, the vehicle that you buy must be durable and usable for a reasonable period of time so the act has given us six months so we take it that six months must be a reasonable period of time yeah so we, we would love the gentleman to contact our office load a complaint and uh, you know like i've also advised people in the in the, in the past he can load the complaint online uh, and he, and we'll give the details at the end on how to yes, do that yes yeah. yes you know and then we, we will then take his complaint from there on is it advisable when as edgar would put it uh you feel that you've been pushed from pillar to post to then abandon the car uh, so that it does not pass the six months while you're not solving the problems and they can use that as a, as a loophole. Look, um, do not dump your vehicle at the dealership. Yeah. Uh, because that vehicle is, has been registered in your name. It belongs to you. And some of the dealerships unfortunately rented that space. So they may end up actually imposing storage costs on you and mm. then we then face a problem of how did they arrive at that. Um, we advise consumers, and this is very, very serious. When you receive your vehicle, uh, ask the dealer. The dealer do not service, you know, the term service is complex. Uh, what the, what dealers do on used vehicles that are out, out of warranty especially, they do a loop service. It's not a service. It's not a major service. Mm. They check level of fluids, uh, you know, the radiator fluid, the engine oil, yeah. the gearbox oil, and check that's just the like top level yeah, stuff. That's not detailed. Check the condition of exposed belts, and then if they, they they top it up at some time. So ask for those details. This service that you're talking about, can you give me the details uh, so that I know where to go from here? And uh, the other thing is, the gentleman that says he he paid for the vehicle cash. Yeah. Um, uh, the road ordinance act as far as i remember allows 21 working days for his vehicle to be registered in yeah, his name yeah. so we 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 also encourage him to contact our office uh, so because we, we are now past the 21 days yes so uh, kelvin has yes. to contact you we'll yes. come back and, and deal with john's issue yes. i just need to take a short break okay i so wish i had met lucius budiwe many years ago you know i i have not recovered from a lost car because you are not there uh, you know in the 90s but anyway yeah. uh, <laughs> John John bought this very new car, mm-hmm. uh, but after service, first service, he says it was overheating yeah. and there was a loose door handle. They didn't fix it, but my worry is that he then says he then went for the second service when he had a problem with the first service. Now, first service, 15,000 kilometers. I don't know on average how long mm-hmm. it takes to reach another 15,000 kilometers before I ask you to respond to his issue. Is it prudent that he had then kept driving this car for another 15,000 kilometers while he was unhappy with what he said was a problem. Yeah, um, consumers uh, must understand that they do have a duty 
to prevent further damages and to minimize costs. So you are responsible when you see that cage is going to the red, you know, it's overheating. It is your responsibility to take precautionary measures, switch the engine immediately, call the tow truck and tell the dealership that, listen, I'm bringing the vehicle back to you. It's overheating and fix it. Don't don't keep refilling yes. the, 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 the radiator, radiator fluid radiator, yes. or, or some of us use water. Because at the end of the day, when we strip that engine and assess each and every part of that engine to determine the cause of failure, we would be able to see how often plus minus have you been refilling water in that engine. And that's why we say to consumers that there are signs that you have played part in the problem, but he will ask you how. One thing that they do not know that the ombudsman, we do have uh, our technical inspectors, we do have technical case managers, we do have uh, qualified engineers that, you know, after the dealership has stripped the engine, we go there and assess the engine ourselves and give a report. We don't send anyone outside the ombudsman's office. Let's take two more calls. Uh, We'll see if we can take more than that, but um, time is not on our side. Peter is calling us from Pretoria. Peter, good evening to you. What is the issue? How can we help you? Uh, good evening, Rams, and, uh, and your guests. Good, e- uh, good evening, is Peter. It's a general question I have. Yeah. Uh, you, you buy a new car, uh, you get involved in an accident, it's a write-off, and uh, the insurance doesn't cover the whole, the whole part mm. uh, that you owe. And uh, you, you then are left with... Uh, Shortfall. With the liability of having to pay the balance. Mm. In the meantime, they keep the scrap. Either the bank or the insurance. I'm not sure the insurance company. I'm not sure which one. Mm. Uh, I just want to check if the, if the lawfulness of that. Okay, Peter, mm. we shall respond shortly. Please listen on the radio. Uh, I, I, I've heard that question before, <laughs> I, I, and I know why it comes across again and again and again. In Polokwane, Tabang, I've got 30 seconds. What's the question? Yes, Tabiso, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm the same Tabang with the first case, Tabiso. I had the good news from uh, uh, on over the radio just now, but I have not been notified about that decision. Uh, only over here now on the radio, this is news to me. There was no correspondence. Uh, via the email or the phone calls with me, but uh, since well they are saying that, but I am not aware. Okay, Tabang, can I, can I, well, firstly, you are free to call me Rams, but call me Tabiso for today, I'll take it. Uh, That's part one. Uh, Part two, Tabang, do you know the proverbial story of the blind man who was sitting on a dinner table and every time accused everybody else around the dinner table of them having full chickens while they only gave him uh, a a thigh? So, do you know that story? Because eventually they got very angry with him and they gave him a full chicken. And he says, Yeah, <laughs> So, Tawang, don't be unhappy about a good solution. Please, mate. Uh, it could have been solved today. And they waited to tell us first so that they can come to you, Tawang. Don't be like this, Clemon. Don't be that guy. Yeah, that is why I'm not angry. I'm celebrating. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Acknowledging. Perhaps the gentleman must, must send, an, uh, send us an email uh, tomorrow so that we, if maybe we use the wrong email. We don't know. Okay. Um, Great. But, Tabang, are you. Are you are you are you is your case three four three one eight two? My 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 reference is three three eight zero eight two. Oh three three zero eight two. No, three three eight 
082. Okay. Send, send, send us an email uh, tomorrow so that we can give you the outcome of the case. Okay? Great. Okay. Okay, Taban, thank you very much for the call and thank you for listening. Uh, Peter's issue. That I okay. Yeah. Can I hazard an answer here? You know, let me get educated as you guys <laughs> yeah, come yeah. in. Let, let's is, see how how, how it, good you've become. Well, first, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna say, is this, is this a matter of the short-term insurance ombud? Yes, sir. It is. It is. Yes. Yes. Um, we don't. And I even to, know the answer they will give, we, but we, I, this is not your. We, your, we don't want to encroach. Yes. Into yes. The it is not your. Spa- the it is not your space. Yeah. So. I think we are all in the public, I mean, in the media or public space. We You can Google the short-term insurance yep. ombud. Well, I'll tell you what. We also have a Google in this space called Tato. So one day we will get the short-term insurance <laughs> ombudsman here and deal with those issues. Uh, but yep. thank you very much for that. How do our guys get hold of you again? Uh, Rams, we on um, 086-11-646-72. Alternatively, 010-590-8378. Great stuff. The email address? Uh, our email address is info at miosa.co.za. As usual, guys, we will repeat and we always repeat on our Facebook page. Nowhere else. Please don't tweet me and say, Kana, how do I contact those guys? Just go to Metro FM Talk with Rams on Facebook and the details are there. Thank you very much, Nadir Woody. We must have a great trip to Bloomfontein tomorrow. Yep, I'm going to Pering. Pering, I should also thank you and, and, and your team. Uh, it's very important that I come here just to show the respect. You know, we we uh, truly appreciate yes, it, and most yes. importantly for our listeners uh, because they need this kind of stuff, and we need to talk more about education, education, and education. Yep, for, for those that are in Bloomfontein tomorrow, they must inquire from their Bloomfontein Consumer Protection Office. Yeah, where to find us. Great. And yes. you can take a selfie with him. Yeah. Lucia <laughs> thank you very much for spending time well, with him. Great evening. evening. <laughs> uh, it's about 17 minutes before 9 o'clock. And officially, you're on fame and fortune. My name is Rams, and thank you very much for choosing to stay with us. The Soil's founding member, Ntika I think I'm right. He started his own recording label uh, known as Nomadic Tribe. I promise you, the, this thing says he's 29 years old. He does not look 19, but the charismatic 29 year old uh, vocalist has a burning desire to grow the industry and has put his money where his mouth is, literally, actually. Uh, Nganga's independent label is gathering steam with an impressive list of artists. Uh, posting varied repertoires. He's our guest on Fame and Fortune. We know him through the soil. And I suppose with time we're going to know him through Nomadic Tribe. <laughs> Good evening, mate. Good evening, Mr. Rams. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> no, it's a You pleasure. can't be 29. Well, I am. No, no. <laughs> I've seen I've seen older 19-year-olds. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am 29. <laughs> what do you eat or what don't you eat? Well, I I try to eat as much spinach as I possibly can. Uh, yeah, now I, I love it why. so so much. No, now I understand why I look ninety. <laughs> I don't eat enough spinach. <laughs> well, you don't look ninety. It's a pity your listeners can't see this, but I mean, yeah, that's the greatness of radio. Oh yeah, I don't have to have yes, a face. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, you know, I I remember the first time I I got to listen to the soil. In mm. fact, I. The first time I listened, I was actually watching, not only listening, but also watching live and your performance. I was fascinated by what Shit. you guys do. I was like, wow, who the 
hell are these people sure amazing it, stuff it still gets me today uh i mean it's just the three of us on stage and we decided to use our voices to make music yes and this same music that is is so rich of south african culture is now being seen in all these international platforms your new zealand your australia winning awards in russia who does that who does doing, that, doing the apollo theater three times south african group and this this i guess it bears testament to what the likes of Abobabu Shabalala did with Lady Smith Black Mambas. Absolutely. And the legendary Mahotela Queens, when we, when we perform in those stages, we make sure that we, we represent. So when I first saw you guys on stage, I had a burning desire. Yes. I wish I could call them to a side and ask one simple question. Yes. And now I'm going to ask that question of you. I don't have the chance to ask the whole group. Yes. I'll ask you, who are you? You know, if I had a yeah. like, but but who are you? Yes. Who are you, Nzika? And, yes. and and what is it that you would tell my mother that you mm. do if she met you? Mm. Mm. Well, I am a vessel of of amazing creative art form, yeah. which is music. And through that music, I also understand the responsibility responsibility that has to come with with such a gift. And we are not just musicians; we're also social commentators. Mm. And, and that's I what live the music is. it is social commentary. I live music. There's no, I I'm a qualified chemical engineer, and as soon as I I finished it, I set my parents down. I told them that music is really my calling. And they gave me the blessing to do music. And I'm still doing it till this day. To a point wow. where, where when we started making notably, I guess, noticeable money in 2012 with The Soil, um, it, I, I realized when the first royalty paycheck came through that there is business to this yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, it's not just one income stream from performing live on stage. There's also an income stream that's derived from writing music, exactly. which is composition yeah. royalties. And producing it and of course. These are income streams on and, their own. And then sales, the physical sales yes. of the album of, itself yeah. and the merchandise that was attached to it. And we, we were, long before we even met uh, Bob Sipostol, Native Rhythm, yes. we were already in the culture of seeing ourselves as a brand, seeing ourselves as, 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 as I guess, bread bringers back at home. Based on that answer, I'm going to ask you a very nonsensical, if not slightly <laughs> stupid question because you have already answered it. So, are you making money? Well, we are making a lot of money. It's it's The trick is how do you then maintain it? Yes. Because uh, I remember when, when before, just after 2012, uh, when when money really really we you started wrecking it up, uh, in a month individually we would literally have not less than three hundred and fifty as a salary, three hundred and fifty k. Wow. So you 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 talking about kids here that are just that just came from varsity, um, who come from uh, Soweto, which is a place that you do not really. We don't have a lot of money, and mm. we were starting to make money that our parents couldn't even Could dream. Never dream yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what then do you do with that money? Uh, do you then blow it up in parties? On that note, then, <laughs> what percentage of what you make do you save? Well, I save ex more than forty-five percent. Wow! Because I've set up trust funds even for my kids as well, 
And you have I, that? Yeah, yeah, I have two kids. At 19? Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, my first, my, my boy came through I, I in 2013. Come, I, I, <laughs> I will not come to terms with the fact that yeah. you are not 19. Well, my firstborn is four years old. Wow, congratulations. Uh, thank yeah. you. And just after Aluande, a year later, came Olonatando, yes. my daughter. And they are at home. They do not even know how much they are worth. Uh, in this crazy world, with with this uh, nonsensical uh, economic uh, status uh, that we find ourselves yeah. in, due to the social political, I guess, dynamics that we we yeah. are we are in, uh, it would be it would r- be really foolish of me to then sit there and and f- pay someone else's, uh, 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 I guess, uh, bond by renting a flat and being amazed by this huge amount that's continuing to pile up in my in my account then i decided nah i need i need a place that my kids can call home and i went and that out was there. Your, your your biggest investment yes i went out there and i found this amazing home in Binoni, and we we live there it's with like my somewhere next to Switzerland. Sw- Sw- well it's far, yeah yeah far far, <laughs> far 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 and and yeah we we just moved in there um and with the you know we have dry seasons as yeah. artists especially june july august those are dry seasons mm. so even when i went through the bank to 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 then ask for them to finance the house uh open close quote yeah. um my financial advisor told me that you can you can really try and finance it with the bank but when when you you are at your apex when everything is happening for you just put a large chunk of money and as we speak here uh you you looking at a homeowner not not just a person that even if my lights were to go off at home now i would live in my house and no one would come knocking to repossess it so net worth is also is also in a plus you you know that it's not just your investments but what you have mm. as your positions and i'm not a lack of things you will not see me riding around. In we're going to go to yeah. this because we're not, we need to talk about the things that you like. Yeah, 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 but yeah. let me take a break. We'll continue okay. just now. Nziga Nganga is our guest on Fame and Fortune. One of the trio that we know, the soil, uh, the group, but he's also now an owner of a recording label. He's just said he's going to record me. He thinks I got a voice for it. Nomadic Tribe is going to record my voice. I don't know what I'll be doing with it, but we'll see how it goes. So, mate. Yes. In your view, are fame and fortune, those two concepts, mm-hmm. are they related? Well, well, I think people force them to be related because with fortune they then think they should do everything that is under the umbrella of fame mm-hmm. um people go out there to prove themselves uh using i guess flashy cars and and just misleading the youth uh we have to breed a different breed of millionaires we can't all be a taboo uh putting up a storm we could be sitting at home with our wives, drinking tea and spending time with family. And when you... There's a colleague of mine frantically nodding on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> <laughs> he makes his money in the clubs, making people of, dance, but he's uh, nodding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see you, Mr. T. <laughs> ah, too deep. Okay. Yeah, well, so so I I, I decided from, from the get-go that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the person that buys... Um, a Range Rover to impress Master P uh, or, or my other peers. But I'd buy it if my former car 
is now not yeah. as comfortable where i need really a comfortable uh, i guess upgrade it's not it's a comfortability a comfortability issue more than just proving to my peers yes. that i'm really it's not a, making it's not extravagant. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah so since you guys started yes from this thing started it out went out tried your luck because yes. it was trying luck yes between then and now at mm. any point mm. were you ever broke well, I was. There was a there was a time we <laughs> when I was still renting at a, a, a flat. Yeah. Um. Man, came December. There was like in because I have three separate accounts, but the 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 main one that is for like yeah petty cash and all, it had three hundred and eight k in it, and I, I remember just just oh just putting up yeah. a storm because you know you do not just become disciplined overnight there has to be a lesson mm-hmm. that that gets you hard and when 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 that when that 30 days elapsed uh woke up there with like 7k you and, ran flat yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was it was tax season as well so you know with tax they do not calculate your tax according to what you now have yeah they calculated what you've always yeah. said yes and yes. i i i f- i was f- I was founded wanting because I had to now borrow money <laughs> from my brother, either, and I I, I I realized that this is not this is not the life. Mm. This is not the life. When you when you go to the bank and ask for your statement uh, after a year, there is that amount that the cross that they put there right yeah. at the top, the money that you've made yes. over the year. And I wanted that money to to reflect. I wanted to point where it went. Mm. That's when I decided that. No more being broke. Uh, I, I now will start. Good to for invest. you. Good for Hence you. nomadic tribe. You've tried so many times to tell me that you're not extravagant, but yes. I believe in every human being. Yes, there's always this one thing, you know, and yeah. it could very well be uh, deodorants or, or <laughs> cologne or, fetish. or <laughs> some fetish that yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you still spend money on, and you know you shouldn't, but you love it so much. Yeah. You must have one extravagance. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, that the, in that home of ours, my my wife and I, we we have a furniture we have a furniture fetish, so we 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 will paint the house now and repaint it a week later. We'll buy a coffee table that is truly truly amazing, but after a month we we then change it. So we are interior designers at heart, and that I'm actually finishing it. Please, can I buy the stuff that you guys throw? Okay, out? sure. That's <laughs> we'll that. <talk> <laughs> Yeah, so that if if I get broke, that that would be the cause. Yeah, definitely. But uh, we 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 have learned how to curb it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you would you say, if you look back at what has happened over the years, yeah. would you say you've made it? Well, it's uh, no no monetary wise. I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even benchmark my answer on the monetary value yeah. of of everything, but on the artistic uh, impact that we want to make to the whole global landscape i don't think we've made it yet um i don't see a grammy in our in our uh, in our cabinets yeah. cabinets yes and it's it we we do not have our music being studied at oxford adverts yet uh it needs to be turned into a study there are deeper meanings to the songs that we write. There are metaphors that are hidden. Yeah, there's yeah. heritage, there's culture that's deeply rooted in those songs. And until there are streets that are named after us, we have not made it yet. And the, we, we need to stand for something that is much bigger than music itself. When you look at the likes of the late Ray Piri and your fellow Kutis, 
you do not say these are musicians. You say these people are music. They they, so they epitomize music. So we, we, we haven't made it until we are also regarded as music in in our existence. Insofar as uh, street names, I, I can give you a tender <laughs> around that one. I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, 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 I never had this question in my repertoire of questions uh, until Uh-oh. until my, my, my colleague uh, Ismail said, you need to add this question. So you're mm-hmm. the second person I asked this question of before okay. we conclude. Has love ever cost you money? Uh ish. Yeah, well well you can yeah well yeah, it, it has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, when I met my wife in two thousand and nine, I was that guy that bought her everything that she didn't even ask for. Don't stop. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> finally. I think I've got the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask because this mm. question is probably what most listeners of this segment mm. of the show mm. wait for. Mm. So in assets mm. and cash in the bank mm. and all sorts of <laughs> things, <laughs> would you say you, you now I'm talking about you, Nzika, not As the an group, individual, you, yes. would you say you have clocked up oh. that one million <laughs> US dollars? U.S. dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. that's small money, man. That's, yeah, about, that's, that's about thirteen million, thirteen point five million, or something like that. That's a smart <laughs> way to ask. Hey, yeah, well, yes, it just over. That's a smart way to yes, answer. Just over. That's a yes. smart way to answer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very Thank much, you mate. Thank you so much. Ah, Yes, You know, the tank gets stronger. It's like older. Yes, yes. But he's 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 more than just the soil, guys. He is uh, <laughs> he is a, a, an educated man. He's he's music. He may claim he's not. I think he is music. He is he is a uh, an owner now of a recording label, Nomadic Tribe. He's accomplished. And he is, I can say safely tonight, uh, in the hall of Metro FM's fame and fortune. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you so, so much. It's been wonderful spending <laughs> time with you. I know it's 17 minutes, but I'm a man known for quickies. Well, it, yeah, it felt like 17 years. It was fun. You're good. Good for my ego, too. <laughs> Up next is my Abrahams. Thank you very much to everyone for listening. All the guests we spoke to, the details are on Facebook, Metro FM Talk with Rams. Tattoo and TD, thank you, mates. And I do appreciate all of you who listened. From me, Rems Mabote, good night and God bless.